As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hallelujah. Thank you all for allowing me to take just a moment. Because someone said that when the praises go up, They said the blessings come down, and so I think every now and then, we need to just, just praise Him. Every now and then, we just need to just open our mouth and say, thank you. We need to just open our mouth and say, we adore you. Every now and then, we just need to open our mouth and say, we bless you, Lord, for all the things that you've done for us, all the things you've been to us, all the doors you opened, all the stuff you kept me from, all the things you've delivered me through, all the healings that you've done, all the saving that you've done. God, just thank you, just thank you, just thank you. Somebody in here, all you need to do is just say Jesus, just say Jesus, just say Jesus, just say Jesus, just, just, just say Jesus because there's power in the name of just saying Jesus, just say. Somebody know Jesus kept you from running off the side of the highway. Jesus kept your child from being stillborn. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. They said, out that name, every knee shall bow. Jesus, 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 Rosa Sharon, Jesus. Wheel in the middle of a wheel, Jesus. Rock in a weary land, Jesus. Friend to a friendless Jesus. Jesus. Hope for the hopeless Jesus. Jesus. Doctor in the sick room, Jesus. Jesus. Lawyer in the courtroom, Jesus. Jesus. Ah, Jesus. Ah. 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 See, we used to we used to play around with it when we was kids. We'd be playing church and we'd be playing around with it. We'd be done, we'd be just saying we just be playing around. We just be playing around, y'all. We just be playing. We be playing and we just be playing. We be just playing church and all of a sudden, some get a hold of us. We would just be playing. Some of y'all just need to start playing church and. And watch he don't show up. Ha. 
mess you up. God, he done healed your body. Huh. Mm. Mm. Uh. See, we already had a praise service in the back already. So y'all need to know, y'all, this the this the postlude right here. We already had the prelude. Oh. Yeah. 
Anybody need a friend? He's been my friend. Been my friend. I can praise him all by myself. I don't need no help. Somebody say hallelujah in the house today. There it is. Thank God for we allow. We allow for that. Matter of fact, we get out of God's way when God wants to release some folk from what you've been holding on to sometime for months. When God gives you that time to release you, you just got to release. And no better time than when Sunday comes. Amen. Amen. We do have work to do today. If you have your Bibles, I encourage you to turn in the Bible, in your Bibles, to the book of Exodus chapter 11. The book of, of Exodus chapter 11. Um, um, beginning at verse 1. And um, Exodus chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. And once you have it, uh, as you might stand, though all those who can stand in reverence to the word of God today. Mm -hmm. Hold that. There. <laughs> you stay there. All right. If you have it, please say amen. If you still look and say wait, that's all good. Are we good? Again, uh, Exodus chapter 11, beginning at verse 1, concluding at verse 8. The Bible says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Yet will I bring one plague more unto Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterwards, he will let you go hence. When he shall let you go, he shall surely thrust you out hence altogether. Verse 2, speak now in the ears of the people and let every man borrow of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor jewels of silver and jewels of gold. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. And Moses said, thus saith the Lord. About midnight, somebody say midnight. midnight, will I go out into the midst of Egypt and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne even unto the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill and all the firstborn of beasts. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it any more. 
verse 7. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast that ye may know how that the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. Verse 8, and all these thy servants shall come down unto me and bow down themselves unto me saying, get thee out and all the people that follow thee. And after that, I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in great anger. Thus ends the reading of the word of the Lord. You may be seated in his presence. And for those who can bow your heads with me as we as we pray. Father God, we just come again, God, just thanking you for another day. Another day uh, that we've never ever seen before. God, we thank you for this day because we believe that today is going to be a new day for someone. Today is going to be a day of change for somebody in here. And so, God, I just praise your name that you're going to eliminate any distractions that might hinder someone from hearing your voice clearly. God, sit me, your servant, down so that you might stand in everything that I say and do. God, allow us not to be tempted to be distracted by anything on the outside allow us to be very focused on what you're going to do in this place today make your word plain clear and understood so that these your children can leave this place and apply your word immediately to their lives and so, God, we bless you now with a yet praise, anticipating what you're going to do in this place. It is in Jesus' name we offer this up. Somebody say amen. amen. <clears throat> I do realize that I stand between y'all and the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's all good, though. All right. So I said 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. All right. And I ain't going to be that long. Got to get the chicken wings in the oven. <laughs> y'all laughing. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> Nevertheless, we do, <laughs> there is a word from the Lord. It's all right if I laugh. Is that okay? Because I ain't been laughing all week. Ain't, stuff ain't been funny this week. This has not been a funny week. This has been a really tough one, boy. So I just need to laugh today. Praise God. Nevertheless, the, the uh, title of today's teaching is right there uh, in, on the front of your bulletin. Somebody read that out loud. I want to hear y'all read it out loud. What does it say? You have till midnight. You have till midnight. Say it one more time. You have till midnight. You have till midnight. That is the title of today's teaching. And so uh, if, you, uh, if you heard the scripture that was read, you kind of already have the context to where that midnight piece came from uh, and so we're going to use that today to help us to understand that we have something to do before midnight comes amen we got something to do before midnight comes because midnight is coming uh, but you'll find out from today's scripture that if you ain't ready when midnight comes man it could be deadly hello it could be deadly for you if you're not ready when midnight comes amen 
Amen, amen. All right, uh, where did uh, T.W. go? Where did he go? What did he do with that microphone? That microphone, where is it? All right, we're going to try this one. Because I sound really loud. I sound really loud. This is like really loud. Two, two, that sounds better. All right, here we go. Are y'all ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, again, uh, you have till midnight. Um, what I want us to understand uh, out of the box is that um, here the children of Israel are caught in bondage in a place called Egypt. Get this, they are a great nation stuck in a nation. <laughs> They're a great nation that is stuck in a nation. They are a people of greatness that's stuck in another nation. Uh, and, and, and so they got a problem and their problem is Egypt. Their problem is Egypt. Their problem is Egypt. And as I say that, I need somebody to understand that all of us in here have an Egypt. All of us have something that no matter how great you are, you are still stuck inside an Egypt. Do I have a witness? All of us, no matter how great you are, no matter how tall you are, no matter how smart you are, no matter how much money you make, no matter what your job is, your career is, your title is, how many letters behind your name, you, no matter how great you are, you, because Donald Trump, y'all know Donald Trump is stuck in Egypt. Hillary Clinton stuck in Egypt. Bernie Sanders stuck in Egypt. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Everybody must get that you have an Egypt that is keeping you in bondage in your life. Here's the next thing I need you to get. Although you have an Egypt, God knows. That's the good news. So yeah, you got an Egypt that you stuck in, but the good news is that God knows where you are. If you know this story, you do know that God was keeping his eyes on his children, Israel, even though they were stuck in Egypt. He knew where they were. He knew what they were going through. And so it doesn't matter what your Egypt is, you do need to know that God knows where you are. Does that make sense? Now, here's the problem with that. The problem with an Egypt is that no matter how you feel about it, the Egypt that is holding you will not just let you go. If you've got something that's holding you strong just because you want to get out don't mean that your Egypt is going to let you free. Okay, so y'all get that. Everybody got an Egypt. God knows that you're in Egypt. And no matter how bad you want to get out of Egypt, Egypt ain't going to just let you go. Why won't Egypt let you go, Pastor G? Egypt will not let you go because Egypt is benefiting from keeping you hemmed up. Why would Egypt let you go? Because Egypt is a benefactor of you being hemmed up. So why would Egypt let you go? Do I have a witness here? And, and so some of us know that what Egypt wants is, is that Egypt wants this sensation of putting you on your knees so that Egypt can feel taller than you or better than you. 
So Egypt says, I can't let you go because if you leave, then I won't have anything to suppress or to hold down or to keep down or to keep under, under pressure. So Egypt is not going to let you go. Think about it. Whatever is holding you down, whatever's holding you back, as long as it is benefiting from keeping you down, it is not going to let you go. What's worse is, and y'all start thinking about the Egypt you got in your life. What's worse is, is that Egypt won't let you go if Egypt believes that by letting you go, you will prosper. If you become fruitful, if you become productive, Egypt show enough is not going to let you go. But here's what I know. Somebody here understands that when your destiny begins to call you from behind enemy lines, when your destiny begins to beckon you behind the veil and behind the oppression, no devil in hell can keep you from moving forward as long as you know that you've got a God on your side calling you out of bondage. But now you got to know that if you want to get out of bondage, if you want to get out of the strongholds, if you want to get out of your Egypt, you got to want to get out of Egypt. Yeah. All right. It's amazing to me the capacity of God to use my enemy who thinks they can hold me in captivity to keep me from moving forward when my enemy doesn't understand that God is actually simultaneously using them yeah. and setting them up yeah. to become my footstool. Yeah. Ain't that deep? So you think about it right now. There's some folks that's trying to hold you down, trying to keep you back. These are the Egypts in your life. And they don't understand that what God is doing is setting them up, become a footstool to help get you where God wants you to be. Ain't that some, that's some deep stuff? So there's some haters in your life. The reason why they don't want you to move is because they don't want to let you go as long as they can benefit from you. But here's the thing I want y'all to get. Here's the thing I want you to get. Don't get it twisted. There are some of y'all who are thinking that your Egypt is your boss. You got pictures in your mind of Auntie M. Yeah. Some of y'all, your enemy is that woman who wants to steal your husband and that man that wants to steal your wife. And what you need to understand is that the Egypt that you got in your life ain't none of that. The Egypt you got in your life is you. Yeah. Your biggest problem is yourself. Your biggest problem is the one you can't get away from. The one you wake up to in the morning, the one you go to bed with at night, the one you look at in the mirror, the one that you talk to every single day, you do realize that the voice you hear the most is your own. And so you gotta get this in your head that the Egypts that most of us are struggling with are the Egypts, not the ones in the classroom, but the ones uh, that we deal with each and every day with our bad habits, the perpetual pity parties that we put ourselves in, the doubt that we have, the, the, the low self-esteem that we have, the low confidence that we have that keeps us from moving forward in our lives. Some, for some of us, these are the Egypts that are holding us back. The Egypts of us. And they won't let us go. And I need to, I came by here today to help somebody to understand that God works in both what's called Kairos and Kronos time. And what that means is, is that when God comes in the fulfillment of time, it does not matter who you are or what is against you. When God says it is time for you to go, it is time to go. But here's the problem. Freedom requires responsibility. Yeah. All right. And so here's what happens. The Bible helps us to understand that Moses 
and Aaron have been charged by God to speak to the power called Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Somebody write this down. Exodus chapter 3, verse 10 through 12. Exodus chapter 3, verse 10 through 12. The Bible says, I'll just read it. You write it down. You can read it later. It says, so now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Notice here, this is what I want you to get. Notice here that God could have stopped by bringing them out of Egypt. He could have stopped by freeing them. The challenge here is, is that God does not stop with freedom. And he's not going to stop with freedom in your life. Because what God wants is, is God wants to not only free you, but he also wants you to exchange your freedom for responsibility to worship. Here's the challenge. There are some folk that you think God wants you to stop smoking weed. And what God is saying, yeah, I do want you to stop smoking weed, but I want you to exchange weed for worship. Yeah. You think all God wants is to get you to put down your bad attitude. Well, God said, yeah, I want you to put your bad attitude down, but I want you to exchange your bad attitude for your attention to me. He says, so yeah, I want to free you from some stuff, but I don't want to just free you. You've got to also be responsible in your freedom. You got to get this. If you read these scriptures, if you don't oh, get this, if you read this scripture from this point, chapter three, all the way to chapter nine, 10, 11 and 12, you'll know that God is instructing them that the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I need the children of Israel to know who I am and to worship me. I need them to know who I am. I need them to worship me. And so what you've got to get is, is that God instructs Moses and Aaron to go to Pharaoh on a regular basis to help them to understand that you need to let us go so we can worship somebody in here. You need to know the reason why you ain't been let go of the stuff that's holding you strong is because you have not been dedicated and devoted to worshiping God. You're not exchanging what you're going through so that you can worship him, God. All he wants you to do is worship. Just worship him. Just worship him just thank him for what he's done because there's somebody in here you know right now that you don't deserve to be where you are but God sustained you he kept you he held you he allowed you to to live and to be here so that you could at least go to him and do what the dogs do bark do what the cats do meow Jesus so God is saying, I want to free you, but you got to understand that freedom comes with responsibility. So why in the world then, Pastor G, don't we like to be free to be responsible? Why do we want to do that? The reason why we don't is because the enemy has convinced you. The enemy has convinced you that as long as I can get you to worship your stuff, you will not worship God. So worship your car, worship your clothes, worship your wife, worship your husband, worship your bank account. Why? Because as long as you're worshiping that, you're not worshiping him. Y'all got it twisted. God is not going to free you as long as you're not willing to worship him. He says, I'll free you, but I'm not freeing you without giving you the responsibility to worship 
Me. Do I have a witness? Mm. He wants you to worship him. And so here's what happens. And I want y'all to get this. Here's the next thing I want y'all to get. Is that God says, I want to free the children of Israel. But once they are free, I need them to worship me in the mountains. Amen. And so that means that he has a destination for them. And we call that destination destiny. And so here's what we get. In order for us to reach this place of worship, this destination, God said, I have to also give you a couple of other things. Are y'all ready? This is where it gets foggy. I hate to say this, but he says, what I need to give them is a history. Somebody say history. Yeah. He says, in order for you to reach your destiny, you have to first have a history. Yeah. You must first have a history. Here's what I like. Here's what I like. We was in the back, y'all. We was in the back trying to get ready for services just a minute ago. We was in the back just a minute. So we was in the back. We was in the back. We was in the back. We just in the back. We just chilling in the back. Like we normally do. Nothing changed. We just in the back. I mean, the furniture was rearranged. But other than that, everything was the same. I don't know what the difference was between today and last week and the week before that. But something about today. I don't know. We was just in there doing what we normally do. And then we prayed. And then all of a sudden, the spirit just said, wow. Some shouting got to go on back there. And we was like, oh Lord, praise him, praise him, praise him. Yeah. We didn't know why it was going on, but we were just like, praise him, praise him. Yeah. But let me tell you what was going on. History. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? It was history, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, he's still crying now. It was history. Some, some of y'all, you run from your history. You don't want to talk about your history. You don't want to relive your history. You don't want to lay on the couch and ask somebody to poke you and pride you about your history because you want to forget about your history. You want to forget about that drug addiction. You want to forget about promiscuity. And you want to forget about all that stuff you used to do when you was a kid, stealing them jail cells you was in that prison term. You want to forget about that alcoholism. You want to forget about all that stuff that they did to you. They molested you and all that stuff. You want to forget about that. But you've got to understand it's that history that gets you to your destiny. You cannot forget about your history because if you want your destiny, you have to first have a history. And God said to the children of Israel, I'm going to give you a history. Yeah. Snap, you're going to give me a history. So what does he do? The Bible says he sends plagues. He sends plagues. He sends plagues. He sends plagues. And these plagues, they have a purpose. So that means that there are things that God has sent you in your life. They're not just isolated incidents. They are a step-by-step methodology and strategy that God is using to move you closer and closer to him. I know that you want to forget about the jail cell. I know that you want to forget about the sickness and the disease that you had. But you've got to get this, that God was using each and every step and each and everything that you went through, every station so that he can get you to worship it is not an isolated incident it is something that God said I need you to remember your history because you're going to need it if you're going to make it to the mountains to worship me yeah and so he sends plagues with a purpose somebody say plagues with a purpose you mean plagues can have a purpose yeah plagues can have a purpose what are they come on come on let's just write these down are y'all ready for these y'all need to know these because some of y'all fit into one of these categories. First plague he sends was the plague of blood. The Bible says, the Bible says that he tells Aaron and Moses to go out and, and, and stretch, uh, stretch the rod over the waters and the water would turn to blood. And the plague of blood was sent to confuse them. Some of y'all confused. That's the first plague. 
It's got you. You're confused. You don't know what to do. You don't know which way to turn. You don't know who to ask. You don't know who to talk to. That's why you're talking to everybody, sharing your business all over the place. Because you don't know who to talk to. You don't know where to go. We tell you to come to church and bring it to the altar and leave it there. But you come to church, you bring it to the altar, and then you pick it back up and you take it back to your seat. And then you take it to work and you post it up on your cubicle. And then it's on your refrigerator. It's on your mirror at home. All your problems, all your issues, all your struggle. And you're confused. You don't know what to do with them. Second plague was frogs. The plague of frogs. The Bible says the plague of frogs was designed to distract them. Frogs was everywhere. Frogs was on them. They said frogs was even in the bed. <laughs> I'm in the Bible. <laughs> third, third plague was the gnats. The gnats were sent to irritate them. Anybody got some irritating folk in your life? Yeah, they gnats. Yeah, that's the plague of gnats. They just irritate you. Just irritate you. They just irritate you. Here's the next plague. The plague of flies. The Bible says that the flies came, and when the fly, when the plague of flies came, they destroyed everything. Yeah, flies are, des are designed to ruin stuff in your life. Ruin stuff in your life. Here's the next one. The next plague was a plague of livestock. The livestock plague was designed to deprive you of the stuff that you need. Mm -hmm. Somebody, you in here? You fitting into one of these? Yeah. Number six. The plague number six came. It was called boils. It was sent to attack you. Anybody ever been attacked? Yeah. Mm, some of y'all, y'all are being attacked right now. Uh -huh, you look at your text messages. They're blowing you up. The next one was the plague of hell. I'm in the Bible. The Bible says that when the plague of hell came, the hell fell from the ground and it beat down everything. The hell came and just beat down. Anybody ever felt beat down? Just beat. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Just beat down. Here's the next plague. The next plague was locusts. Locusts were sent to consume. They said everything that the hail had not damaged, the locusts came and ate it. Just consume you. Anybody ever had your time consumed? People come to you and just eat up your time. Somebody, somebody come to you, you just made, you just got, you just cashed your check and here they come. Jesus Christ. And here's the last one. Here's the last one of the first the first set of plagues. It's called darkness. And the darkness, the Bible says that when the darkness plague of darkness came, the darkness was so dark that you could feel it. It said that it was so dark that people were disabled. They could not move forward. They couldn't move. Because the plague of darkness was so dark, they couldn't move. Now, here's what I need y'all to get with this history. The key to your history is that at the end of the nine plagues, they were still there. The children of Israel were still there. See, you got to get this. Some of y'all got to get this right now. You, you got to understand. The reason why your history is so important is because when you look back over your history and you think things over, all of your good days outweigh your bad days. And at the end of it, you still standing. Some of y'all, you need to praise God right now because you should have died back there with the disability. You should have died back there in the darkness with them frogs and them flies and then lice and all that other stuff. But God saw fit to get you to where you are right now because God said, I gave you a history so that you can have something to look back over and realize that it was God that kept you. It was God that watched over you. It was God that came to your aid. It was God that separated you from the Egyptians. It was God that created the distinction for you. It was God. That's why you needed history. If you in here and you trying to act like you ain't never been through nothing, I need you to unzip yourself so we can see the real you. 
I want to see the real you. Yeah. I said this before, y'all. Y'all know how we walk through them airports. We're talking walk through them airports. I talk about this all the time. Walk through them airports and they got them, you know, them things that you stand in. You know, they make you stand and make you lift your arms up and all kind of stuff. And then they go, right? right? And then sometimes it goes, right? And they're like, oh, no. And you got to get out and then they got to do this thing. And they take this wand and they go, we're going to put one of them at the head of the church. Yeah, we're going to put one right at the head of the church. But it ain't going to be for metal. It's going to be for the truth. I want to know who walking up in here trying to trying to come up here with your son and go to meeting clothes on, acting like you ain't got nothing, you ain't had no problems, you ain't never, they ain't never done nothing, ain't never sinned, ain't never lied, ain't never done nothing. I'm just perfect. I, done, I was like, yeah, I came out the womb like this. I always been pretty. I always had it going on. I always been bad and super bad. I always had money. I always drove nice. No, you ain't. You a lie, and the truth ain't in you. Gonna put them things in the front of the door. They come walking in. They go all kinds of stuff. Gonna go out. Wah, wah, wah. Got a liar in the house. Bible biggest a ghetto blast of tattoos all over your body. All your tell the truth. The point is, is that you're here, but you're not here because you're here. You're here because God allowed. you to be here Jesus Christ so first thing I want y'all to get is that in order to reach your destiny God first has to give you a history somebody say history uh huh uh huh uh huh uh huh okay and so now watch this and I'm almost done so in order to appreciate your destiny God has to send you some tragedy yeah so what am I talking about? Y'all notice we talked about the first nine plagues. We talked about the first nine plagues. And here's what you got to get. The first nine plagues were, were, were designed for God's power to, uh, to uh, uh, affect the children of Israel. Affect them. You see how I'm saying? They affected the children of Israel. But God knew that he had to send a plague that could infect them. Okay, because watch this. Every now and then what God will do is that God will send something your way that will scare you to death. Anybody ever had one of them experiences? Yeah, you, you sitting in the doctor's office, you waiting on a doctor to come in. And, 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 and you done already been on the internet, so you done already read up on everything that could go wrong. But you don't know what's about to be said. Anybody, anybody ever wake up uh, to a knock on your door, or to a call on your phone, and the last thing you know is, is that now, last time I checked, uh, you know, I saw my child when they left, and so uh, I saw my grandchild, I saw my mom, my husband, my wife, whatever. You get that, that weird phone call? Every now and then, God has to send you something in your life that, that, that cannot just affect you, but infect you, that could, that could literally take you out and so God tells uh, Moses and Aaron says you need to go tell Pharaoh I got one more plague but this plague ain't no joke he said this plague so much is not a joke that if I don't if I don't prepare if I don't inoculate if I don't vaccinate the children of Israel they could fall victim to it too 
some deep stuff right here. God was sending a plague towards Egypt that had so much power that God had to prepare the children of Israel otherwise they could be infected too. Yeah, they could be infected too. That's how deep this plague was. It was called the plague of the firstborn. The plague of the firstborn was supposed was designed to take out the firstborn of every household in the land of Egypt. Not only was it to take out every the firstborn of every household, every human, it says it's going to take out the, the, the firstborn male of uh, every beast. That's some deep stuff. That's some deep stuff. Now, you got to get this, that when he, when he communicates this plague, he tries to help them to understand that this plague it, it has no sense of discrimination. To this plague, when it hits, it's going to hit everybody. And I need y'all to know today that God will send a tragedy your way that doesn't that is no respecter of persons. It doesn't care who, again, it doesn't care who you are, it doesn't care what you have, it doesn't care how much money you have. You wish you could buy your way out of it, and you can't. Some some folk know, some folk know that some, there are some people that run into these kind of situations and they try to commit suicide and it don't work. Because you can't even kill yourself away from it. Do you hear what I'm saying? God will send that kind of plague in your life. And it is designed to destroy everything that it comes into contact with. So in order to appreciate your destiny, God says you also need a tragedy. So God says, okay, I'm about to send this plague, this last plague to the children of Israel. This plague is so powerful that it will not just affect them, but it will infect them. So I need to now inoculate my children. So I need to send them some instructions on what to do before midnight. So here's what he says. He says, before midnight, here's what I need y'all to do. I need you to go get a lamb at an appointed time. He says, I need you to take care of the lamb. I don't care if it's a lamb or a goat, but just go get me, at least get me a lamb. He says, I need you to take care of that lamb until a certain point. And then at that certain point, what I need you to do is I need you to slaughter the lamb. Y'all hear me? I'm in the Bible. He says, I need you to slaughter the lamb. Now, what you're going to do with the lamb is you ultimately are going to eat the lamb. But what I need you to do once you slaughter the lamb is to take the blood from the lamb. Right? And I need you to, 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 to use the blood and paint it over the doorposts of your house. He says, the reason why I need you to do that is because at midnight Ugh. at midnight that's such a deep word Reverend Terry that's such a deep word that midnight word is such a deep word he says at at midnight he said but, but watch this he said you got to get all this done before midnight because if you don't kill that lamb and if you don't take that blood and you don't put it on the doorpost and y'all don't roast it, he said, don't boil that lamb, don't fry that lamb, don't 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 put don't do no cornmeal with that lamb. He said, I need you to roast that lamb. He says, and then don't take the innards out or anything. He said, just cook it all, just cook it all over the open fire. And he says, and then he said, eat it. With bitter herbs. Yeah. All right. He gave all these instructions. 
I'm just trying to help somebody understand. I'm trying to help somebody understand. If you're trying to reach your destiny, you got to get this. There are some things that you have to do if you want to enter into your destiny. Because if you don't do these things, that God will send something your way that will literally take you out. You'll be, you be walking the streets talking about, I'm a salam alaikum, I'm a salam. You won't know what you believe. He said, but you got till midnight. He says, because at midnight, something don't happen. So, I'm through with this. We're just going to talk about what the Bible says. So the Bible says, so the Bible says, verse 29, chapter 12. The Bible says, at midnight. <laughs> Here's what you got to get. If you're going to reach your destiny, everybody needs a miracle at midnight. If you're going to reach your destiny, you need a miracle at midnight. Yeah. What is midnight? Midnight is that point that you get to where before it, you was in bondage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And after it, you was free. <laughs> Everybody needs a midnight. Yeah. But there's a problem with midnight. Brother Chris, the problem with midnight is that in Jewish tradition, it doesn't exist. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you go looking for the Greek and the Hebrew of midnight, you can't find it. Because it don't exist. And so we try to explain, well, well what was God talking about then? Okay, because he said somewhere around midnight something gonna happen. And in verse 29, he said, at midnight something did happen. And then he went down the litany of what would happen. He said, We're going to kill the firstborn male of every household and every beast in the, in Egypt. So something gonna happen at midnight. But how does something happen at midnight if midnight don't exist? That's why you need a miracle at midnight. You need a miracle at midnight because, watch this, God is so powerful. <laughs> uh, God is so powerful that the Bible says that, uh, the Bible says that, uh, 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 that, that we shall not all die, but we shall all be changed. It says in an instant, in a twinkling of an eye. What's a twinkling of an eye? It's real quick. Yeah, what's a twinkling of an eye? You, you just missed it. Y'all catch it? You just missed it. It's just that fast. And see, here's what I want y'all to get. That, that, that God, God is so powerful that God can accomplish what God needs to accomplish to free you from bondage in a span of time that has no time in it. In other words, it is durationless. It has no duration. It is just, that's why it's a miracle. It's, it's a miracle. And, and what I like about it is, some of us are getting things so twisted. I need, to get, I need to stop smoking. I need to stop drinking. I need to stop cussing. I need to stop gossiping. I need to stop, right? I need to stop, I need to stop. Okay, well, in an instant, in a twinkling of an eye, God can do that. As a matter of fact, I'm talking about midnight and y'all thinking about 12 o'clock a.m. 
God didn't say 12 o'clock a.m. He just said midnight. Midnight don't exist. So guess what? It exists whenever you need it. There's a miracle for you. Here's what I need y'all to get. It doesn't matter what is holding you down. It doesn't matter what has you bound up. If you need to be freed from it, all you got to do is allow God to do what God does with his miracle in the midnight hour. All you got to do is let God do what God need to do. And he can do it in an instant. He can do it in the twinkling of an eye. Matter of fact, if you want to be off crack, you want to be off uh, cigarettes, you want to be off weed, if you want to be off of that, you can be off of that before you walk out this church today. If you want to stop gossiping, you don't have to wait till midnight. You don't have to wait till 12 o'clock tonight. You can you can be off gossip right now. You can you can be freed of all the uh, of all the evil that has happened to you. Yeah, you was molested when you was a child and you all messed up. You didn't have no daddy when you was growing up, so you don't know how to be a daddy and all that stuff. Guess what? You can be a man when you walk out this church right now. You don't have to wait because God can do a miracle in an instant in the twinkling of and I, all he wants you to do, he said, just get ready. He said, just get ready. That's what the Bible says. And so in verse 29, he says, at midnight, he says, at midnight, at midnight, he goes through Egypt. And in an instant, all the firstborn, all the firstborn males of the households and the beasts were slaughtered, were killed, died. And there was wailing like there had never, ever been wailing before. And I'm done. But here's what I need y'all to get as y'all walk up out of here today. He said, I don't know what your Egypt is in here today. I don't know what's holding all y'all down up in here today. But all of us got something. From the pulpit to the door, everybody has something that is holding us strong. While I don't know what yours is, here's what I do know. Is that God has the ability to preserve you and to keep you and to separate you and to isolate you from everybody around you so that before you know it, you're the only one left standing. Now don't get it twisted. There's a reason why you're still standing. Because God ain't done with you yet. God is going to use you as an example. Do I have a witness? God is going to use your test as a testimony to help somebody else out. And so I need somebody to get this in here today. Before you walk out of here, whatever your stronghold is, you, got, you, 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 you can walk out of this building here today. You can get up out of your seat today and be free from whatever is holding you down right now. Now watch this. Remember, I know some of y'all are thinking about your boss. Some of y'all are thinking about your husband and your wife. Some of y'all are thinking about the enemies that you got out in the streets that are, that are talking about you and, and you confide in them and they spread your business all across town and stuff but some of y'all your issue ain't them it is you and I need you to know today that that issue of self has to be reckoned with because you can never escape you you will follow you wherever you go There was a uh, football game. I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but maybe it's because of that Super Bowl. There was a football game a few years ago. Check one. And uh, uh, I think the Titans was playing somebody. I don't remember what it was. 
and the Titans weren't supposed to win this game. Uh, they were underdogs like crazy. And I remember they, uh, my friends from Nashville were vouch for this. There was this, uh, they were down to like the last few seconds of the game. Anybody remember this game? It was the last few seconds of the game and, and it was Buffalo. They playing Buffalo. Now y'all know what I'm talking about. And uh, some folk had turned the TV off. Folk had gone about their business. And in this last play of the game, uh, something happened. They got down and hugged the ball. And Buffalo was not ready for what happened next. The ball was thrown in a lateral direction. It was caught by, I guess, a running back. I don't know. Caught the ball. And as the running back began to run, there was a wall that had been created by the O-line to where none of the defenders could get to the player. And that player literally ran a touchdown. <laughs> and they won the game. What I want us to get out of that today was that play didn't just happen by happenstance. At the end of the game, at the end of the game when they were they were interviewing the, the coach. The coach let the media know that that play was designed. They had already practiced that play. I believe that there's some folk in here today that God has freedom for you. He has deliverance for you. But you have to recognize that God has done this before. When God delivers you, it is not an experiment. This is not by happenstance. I do this all the time. I'm going to do it again. There's somebody in here today who has been delivered from cigarettes. There's somebody in here who, is, who has been delivered from cancer. There's somebody who has been delivered from heart disease. There's someone in here who has been delivered from high blood pressure. God has done it before. And if he did it before, he can do it again. All you got to do is believe it. Walk in it. Receive it. And when you stand up and you walk out of this church today, I want y'all to begin to, to live the deliverance that God has for your life. Does that make sense? Put your hands together for God today. We're going to open the doors of the church again today. Because I believe Because I believe today that there's some some folk in here today who came in, out in the street today and they have some challenges, some strongholds in their life that they need to let go of. What I want to no do today is, is I want to pray safe. for some folk in here who are struggling with something. Every step of the way. And I want to say thank you. Oh, you. Yeah.
there's some people in here, I don't want you to leave carrying the weight of something that you need God to lift off of your life. Is that making sense? You ain't got to tell nobody what you're dealing with. You ain't got to raise your hand. We won't ask you to write it down. We don't go through no litany. But what I do want is, is that if you know that you're in here today and that you're struggling with something in your own life, whether that's health issue, personal issue, financial issue, family issue, whatever that is, and you need God to deliver you from that right now, we're going to pray for you in this place today. But I'm going to need you to get up out of your seat and to at least acknowledge that, yeah, Pastor G, that's me. I need God to deliver me from this bondage that I'm going through. If that is you, come on down front. I see you. Come on. It's interesting that he didn't let me finish. He jumped right on up. I'm surprised that he's the only one. Here comes another. Yeah, come on. Come on down. Slide right in here. Is there more? Come on. Here they come. I want to know if these are the only folk in the house who recognize that they have some strongholds in their lives. There's nobody else in here who doesn't have something in your life that you know you need God to deal with. You need God to handle. Yeah, you, you got time. Come on down. Come on, come on. Yeah, there it is. I see you coming out the choir stand. Yeah, I see you. Come on. Some of y'all don't understand what's about to happen in this place right here. Without a friend or just another number with a tragedy but you didn't see fit to let that happen. God is getting ready to release some people into their destinies today who have been carrying some stuff. Some folk are going to be released to some stuff they've been carrying for decades. touch everybody up this high who has made it clear that you have something that you can't handle all by yourself if you're standing in this aisle you're letting people know and you're letting God know that I know I have a destiny but in order to reach my destiny God I need you to do a miracle in my life 
I need you to touch my body. I need you to touch my finance. I need you to touch my family. I need you to touch my life in a special way. I need everybody else in here. If you're a prayer warrior, begin to pray right now. Because what's about to happen in this place is going to be supernatural. This is not about me. This is all about God. This is not about me. This is all about God. You're going to see some things happen in the lives of these individuals that you've never, ever seen before. People are going to be relieved and released from some things that they have been holding on for way, way, way too long. They have not allowed God to enter into this situation and to deal with it, to take these things away. I need my prayer words to get praying right now. Bow your heads right now. Bow your heads right now. As we begin to pray, God, we just bless you now, God, for the obedience of your children who have decided amongst themselves that they are no longer going to allow the enemy to keep them held in Egypt. They have decided today that they want to move from Egypt to worship. So whatever it is that has been holding them down, whatever it is that has been holding them back, they have agreed not only amongst themselves but amongst this body of believers and with you, God, that they are going to trade their stronghold for worship right now. And so, God, I honor their gift. I honor their talents. I honor their ability. I honor their willingness to stand up to whatever it is that is holding them down. Now, God, by your supernatural power, I pray that you might move in this place like you have never, ever moved before. Touch, heal, and deliver like you have never touched, healed, and delivered before. By the power of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, that at that name, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Somebody's body is going to be healed right now. Somebody's household is going to be free right now. Somebody's life is going to be set free right now by their faith. It's not by anything that we're going to do, not by power, not by might, but just by the belief and the faith that God can do all things. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Now keep your head bowed. Thank you. Father,
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For deliverance right now. Thank you. Somebody ought to call the name of Jesus right now. Somebody ought to call the name of Jesus right 
thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for setting us free in the name Lord. of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Lord. We thank you for the power to give thank it all over to you in the thank name of Jesus Christ. You, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you will create a new thing thank within you, us in Lord. the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We claim it, Lord. We receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you. Hallelujah.
Thank you. Lord, we glorify you. Thank you. Lord, we magnify you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name.
Supernatural Sunday. You're going to find that God is one who is true to his word. That when the woman with an issue of blood reached out to touch the hem of his garment, all of those folk that came down this aisle. There was no power in me. There was no power in the oil. There was power in the prayer and the faith. Because he said, woman, it is thy faith that has made you whole. So if you came down here in faith, that you are now whole. If you came in faith, you are now delivered. If you came in faith, you are now victorious. And so that means that you can celebrate right now what God has already done in your life. You can walk in it right now for what God has already done. And so it's offering time. It's offering time.
Somebody say amen. amen. We are getting ready to continue in worship. It's not quite time to talk yet, but it is time to worship in giving, worship in sharing what the Lord has blessed you with. We're going to let our pastor sit. Those of us that are faithful and know that God has truly blessed you will come and bring your tithe and offering. Put it inside the box. We're going to pray over it after you do that. We ask that you pray before you write your check. Those that will be using a debit card, we can do that outside. And eventually we're going to do that inside so you don't have to leave and miss the rest of worship. Now, we do have a, we do have a, pa a basket to help our pastor continue his mission. But as we convince our members and pray that our members will tithe, we can take this basket and not have it. But right now we need it. But I, I think I'm praying that all of our members will become tithers and givers of our church every Sunday, every month, every quarterly, all the time, so that God will continually bless this house called Christ Missionary. And this, today, is a good day. It's the first Sunday in February, and we want it's, the Lord worked things out because I have been praying that the pastor don't have to stand here because we know our obligations. But the Lord worked it out this first Sunday that we don't have to do that. The pastor is resting. But those of us that love the Lord and love this place will come and give your offering. Now we ask that you drop something in the basket on each side just for the pastor so we can keep him going in the community, in our church. Amen? So the only reason we ask the ushers to come is to give some directions so we don't bump into each other. But I'm praying that one day we can say it's offering time and everyone can come up and walk up here and put your offering in, hug each other and walk away. We don't need no directions. But right now we need directions but we're going to get there. Come on, brother ushers. Come on. Where are you? Come on. And the ushers will come and give us directions. But we're getting ready to do a new thing. When we say offering time, you will just come on. Brother ushers. With the pulpit and the choir, please stand and come around.
please stand and follow the directions of the others. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.